plate, I'ma swing for the fence Throw me the lob, I'ma dunk it like Vince They think I'm from sack with the way that I'm ballin' I feel like a king, but I'm fresher than Prince Baltimore raised and fly like a raven Made it through mazes, that shit amazing Vision so clear, they thought I got lacing Cradle to grave, we poundin' that pavement Made up my mind, told them pass me the rock with the game on the line I'm taking a shot, shit all of my life had to play from behind And now they just watch, like is he gon' stop? I tell them I can't They think it's a game, they take me for joke, I just laugh to the bank Hey everybody, welcome back to the WWB Podcast. I got a special person on from across the pond, a really talented human being, and I think you enjoy her effervescent spirit. She comes and she hails all the way from South Africa, Miss Chinere Okufer. Chi Chi, what's up, Chi? <laughs> What's up, what's up, what's up, Barthi? Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. What it do? Yeah, man. I'm, I'm happy to have you on. It's so cool. The, the wrestling community and just the combat sports community is pretty vast. And so the goal on this podcast is yeah. to try to make as many friends across the pond or throughout the wrestling world as we can. And, and I thought the reason why I thought you were so interesting and, and cool to have on a podcast is because you talk about combat sports and it's great to see women um, talking about combat sports and to be in that space. And if I can support and, and uh, have some diversity in uh, the conversation, I think it's great. And another thing so awesome about you is that you have such a dope um, I don't have any South Af- I have I've only met one South African my entire life. Um, and so this is, I was like, we got to get you on here because <laughs> cool accents are like my thing. So kind of tell the audience, um, Chi Chi, who you are and kind of, you know, where you grew up in your background a little bit. Uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so my name is Shingero Okafo, but, you know, a lot of people know me by Chi Chi. And that's the name that I like to go by, you know. I like to first, you know, shock everybody with my full name, and then after that, I give you guys the easy name. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm all about combat sports, you know. <laughs> I'm all about combat sports, especially here on the African continent. I feel like we're coming for it, you know. So I'm all about it, and I'm here. I'm just I'm just part of the, the change type of thing. Uh, born and raised in Durban, South Africa, but now I stay in Johannesburg. And, yeah, you know, it's really cool because now – even though I am from South Africa and I'm based here in South Africa, I have quite a few like friends who are not even on the continent right now. And that's because of combat sports, you know, it's brought me to meet a lot of people, including people like R3. You see, like this is how this happens. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's just one of those things. Like, I guess all that we need to know about me is that I'm all about combat sports. <laughs> I love it. So for people who aren't educated, cause you know, I'm an American, right? So I grew up here and we're very, and I'm a very proud USA guy, but I love to learn about other people's cultures. And I want to talk a little bit about Durban because everyone has, you know, we hear about South Africa and we hear about, you know, Johannesburg, but talk about what is, what is Durban? Like, give me a, like uh, a version of what Durban is versus what a Johannesburg is. What's the difference between the two? Ooh, okay. So yeah, you are right in that in terms of like, whenever people think about South Africa and all of that, they think about Johannesburg, they think about Cape Town, you know, like the big places and all of that. But one of the major cities in South Africa is also called Durban, right? And that's where I'm actually from. And I I feel like, honestly, I couldn't have been born into a greater city 
Mm-hmm. Like Durban is just a very, very chill place. Like I, I told you the other day that I am going down to Durban, like in, in a few weeks type of thing. And it's just one of those things where I'm literally going there just for peace of mind. Yeah. Cause like I said, I stay in Johannesburg and with the rush of Johannesburg, sometimes you just need to hit pause, take a break. And what better place to go to than Durban? You know, we have a beach there, we have the ocean, the Indian ocean. Really? So it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, wow. like South Africa has two oceans, and so it's just one of those things where on the East Coast, we actually have the Indian Ocean. So, yeah, that's really, really cool. And so, how big is Durban? Like the population? And actually, oh, I actually don't know what the population is. <laughs> I should probably know that. You just called me off. <laughs> My bad. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I actually don't know, but um, I, I think I think it's probably like the third most populous city mm-hmm. if not the fourth it might it might actually be the fourth but it's probably the third most populous but um especially when it comes to like the holiday season i know you guys the holiday season is like from may to july ish type of thing but ours actually runs from december so like december is our holiday our festive season right that's where we we go crazy really? and Durban is packed every year every year interesting okay so talk to me yeah. right, so educate me a little bit more so Durban. um what are some cool local things that when I go and visit Durban that I could do to learn to really get and learn about the culture? Like if I want to get like the, the the Durban experience, what should I do? Like give me like two or three things that you think that a, a person who's visiting to Durban should do to really understand to get get the feel of the culture. Oh, um, I think first on the list, definitely have a bunny chow. <laughs> a bunny chow is in like some Indian cuisine type of thing. Mm-hmm. And even though like, like obviously we're not India and all of that, but we are, if uh, if I'm not mistaken, we still hold uh, the biggest Indian population outside of the actual nation of India. Oh, I nice. Think, Durban, okay. that is, right? Yeah. So it's one of those things where you're going to get the authentic, you know, cuisine type of thing. So definitely have a bunny chow. Um, what else? And what's that? What's what a bunny chow? What's that? Ooh. A bunny chow is, oh, I almost described it with something else that you probably won't even know. But it's basically like some bread type of thing, like, you know, like an unsliced bread type of thing. And then, um, like, they carve a little hole out of it. They put in, like, some sort of, you know, stew. Like, it could be any curry or anything of the sort. And it's usually hella flavorful. So, it's just one of those things that you just need to do that. Definitely need to do that. Okay. And also, Durban is the, the home of the Zulu Kingdom. So really? the Zulu nation is one of the most, yeah. Oh, so wow. because German is actually, play, it's, it's actually in KwaZulu Natal, right? That's the name of the province or the state as you guys would call it, right? The name of the, the province is yeah. KwaZulu Natal. And then Durban is basically the, the big city there. So oh, wow. the it's Zulu where nation you'll is find a, like a whole lot of, yeah, the whole Zulu nation is right there. And obviously they're all over the place now. We're all over the place. We're taking over. But <laughs> it's just one of those things where, you know, Durban is the way you're going to find them. So it's always great to actually go and experience it right there in Durban. And so that'll be the second thing, you know, maybe go to like a place where you get to actually engage with the Zulu nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then maybe the third thing would be to take a walk from Mashallah Marine World to Sun Coast on the promenade. That's like, it's a long stretch. It's, a, it's called the Golden Mile. Mm-hmm. So it's like a long stretch where you're basically just walking from South Beach to North Beach. And it's just amazing because on one hand, it's just the beach. And then on the other side, you just see like the city. So it's really, really great. Oh, my goodness. So many beautiful things. I've, you know, as a African, you know, as a black American in the U.S., we've heard a lot about Shaka Zulu. Is, is there like some sort of monument or thing to him in Durban as well or? 
There probably is, but because I was a person who was interested in learning about history from elsewhere, I'm one of those people who doesn't really know a lot that's happening. <laughs> I think I need to also get out and see, see a bit more. <laughs> I dig it. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, as an American, it's so interesting because, you know, as a black American, we are obviously um, have some colonial history here. And so when I get an opportunity to really connect with my, my brothers and sisters in South Africa, I feel there's like a shared experience in some ways. Obviously, um, I think you're a little younger. You're in your 20s. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm 22. <laughs> yeah, so I'm in my 30s, early 30s as well. So a little bit of a difference. But when I was growing up, um, you know, uh, the only thing that I saw about South Africa was uh, a movie called Serafina. Um, Ooh, that's a classic. <laughs> how do how do South Africans feel about that movie from your from your perspective? That movie. That movie is a classic for June 16th. Mm -hmm. So June 16th here in South Africa is uh, it's a public holiday. It's Youth Day. That's the day when, like, you know, we, we commemorate all of the, the youth who actually sacrifice themselves to fight for a better future for themselves and for the ones who are to come after them. And, and so it's just one of those things where, like, you see that movie right there, it shows the brutality of what was going on at the time and the struggle that the youth faced at that time. So it's just one of those things. And it also has some iconic and classic dance moves in there. You know, like, you know, you, you get into it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's definitely, it's definitely a must-see for everybody all yeah. over the world. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I got very emotional watching it. It was, it, I remember how there was, let me look it up when it came out. Let me look. I think it might have came out in mid-90s. Let me look it up. Um, let's see. Sarah. 92. 92? I think it was. Let me look at it. Yeah. Let's okay. <laughs> see. Let's see. And it, uh, yeah, nine, yeah, I think it was. Uh, wow, ninety-two. Yeah. So the main girl is she like a? Is she still like a celebrity there or? She is. She is. She's still a major celebrity here, and uh, she's one of our, like our, our most popular actresses. And really? yeah, man, we all love her. Lilithi Kumar. We all love her. Hey. <laughs> Oh, wow. That is crazy. I knew a, 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 a wow. That is so interesting. Yeah, that movie really touched me emotionally. I, I um, And it was so interesting to watch and to learn. How has, I, I hate to, get, I don't want to get political, talk too much about like race or anything like that, but I'm just curious to learn because again, I'm just a, you know, I'm a black American. I don't know everything about South Africa. So just to be educated, um, how has the country been over the, I mean, you're, you're, you're in your 20s, so you're like the next generation. You're not necessarily, because um, apartheid ended, what, 90, 98, 90? 94, 94, we had our first um, democratic election. So, 94. Yeah, okay. it's been a while. Okay. Yeah. How has that, how's like, the new oh, generation? That's actually crazy, because next year's 30 years. Yeah, how, how has the new generation embraced that? Because you're in your 20s, so you're like the newer generation post-apartheid. So how like how do you guys look at that whole thing and kind of view it? Like, I'm just curious. Um, I think we look at it, we're like, okay, cool. We see what the people fought for, but also it's kind of like, but then there's in a lot of other ways, we've kind of regressed also. Like we've, how do I put it? Like there's just... Like with us resolving those other issues that we had back then, right? Those hectic issues that we had back then, we have a whole other host of issues now that we need to deal with because then it kind of feels like that freedom that was fought for. We're not really getting the full package that we were promised in a way. Really? Oh, so, yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it kind of feels like that. Like it's fun, not gonna lie. I, I I enjoy the fact that I was born into freedom. I was born into a de democratic land type of thing. But it is one of those things where, you know, things were promised. 
And, and I'm not sure if the right moves have been made. Oh, wow. So, so yeah, so, so there's still work to be done, so to speak. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, gotcha. But it's a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot better than back then, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I've always admired, I just felt like such an emotional connection to South African people because I feel like they're, like I said, because we, we, our situation was the 19, you know, the civil rights movement of the 1960s, right? So my grandparents had to yeah. deal with segregation, Jim Crow, racism in the 19, my grandfather grew up in the 1900s and my grandmother was born in the 1920s. And so, um, yeah they lived in a time where black people couldn't eat and drink water and all the same similar things. But then they lived, my grandmother lived to see Obama become president, um, which he was really proud of. And so uh, my grandfather didn't make it. He only, he only lived up to 2005, 2005, but he was, you know, he was almost like almost a hundred. So he lived, he he was born like the early 1900s. And so when I, when I have the opportunity to connect with my South African brothers and sisters, I truly feel a universal connection with you guys. And I, and I hope that things get better across the board, not just good, but great um, for the youth of South Africa. And I hope the best for you guys as well. Yeah, definitely. And you know, like the, I think the entire African continent has such a rich history. Mm-hmm. Um, South Africa is the more publicized one, I think. But it is one of those things where, like, if you look at like countries like with the RC, Angola, you know, different countries, they've had some brutal histories type of thing. And to see those nations still fighting and actually still, you know, coming up and actually making it for themselves, it's always really great. And yeah, it's just, I think, the African struggle, but also just shows the strength of the African continent and also then the descendants, the people who have gone beyond the, the, the shores of the African continent to actually be, for example, in the States, like you guys, the Black Americans. And you guys are also, you, you guys continue fighting the good fight. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, man. You love it. Love it. So let's get into sports. I love the fact So then we got to know who you are, where you grew up, and we learned some things we should do when we visit, which we should do. And then another thing, so talk about the sports in um, where, you know, in South Africa, where you grew up in general, because um, we know, like you've talked about earlier, how combat sports really have been dominated by Nigerians, Ghanaians, um, yeah. quite, and actually some good <laughs> South Africans actually been pretty good as well. Talk to us. What are like the top three sports, in your opinion, based off your experience in South Africa that people watch? Oh, okay. <laughs> top three sports. Definitely number one has to be soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So soccer, that might be number one because, you know, that is a very popular thing here. Even though our team, our national team is not that great, honestly. But, you know, it's just one of those things where it still does draw a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe another sport that I hear about quite a bit. But, oh, actually, rugby is also another big one. Okay, uh, okay. You know, our team, the South African team, the Springboks, we are currently the reigning, defending, undisputed champions of the world. So, you really? know. This year we were oh. to fight for that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on, we won in 2019, I think it was. City Definitely. of Champions. Okay, okay, okay. I love it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that is dreaming, and yeah, and that's amazing. Uh, and then I, I think I would say our third one would be cricket. Yeah, okay, our cricket, cricket team is really good, also. So yeah. Okay, wow. I don't really get into cricket like that, but yeah. <laughs> That's a very diverse sports culture to grow up around because in America, number one would be football. Number two would probably be basketball. Number three is baseball. And then you have other things like tennis and other things. But number three would be, yeah, number one is American football. Two is, uh, yeah. Yeah, two is basketball and three is baseball. I actually don't know why. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know why, but I thought basketball would be number one, actually. No, you, no, not unfortunately. No, 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 no. It, I don't, maybe, <laughs> no, it, it never, it's never been, it never really been number one. It's definitely extremely popular, but American football is like ridiculous. It's consistently the most popular thing. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. That Have you ever sense. watched American football? <laughs> no, I have not. I have watched the Super Bowl, though. So. Is it, as, a, as, a, as a South African watching it, is it difficult to understand like the rules when you watch it or is it like confusing? What do you think when you watch it? Honestly, can I tell you, I think the reason why I struggle so hard to get into American football now is because I'm like, it's weird that it's called football because like the rest of us around the world, we call like soccer is football to us, you know, that's football. That's what we talk about when we say football. And then you guys are talking about that and be like, okay. <laughs> so I think maybe I just never really... I never really made the effort to get into it, honestly. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Do you think it's an odd sport, or do you think it it, it seems to be pretty straightforward? It seems to be pretty straightforward. Like, if I were to compare it to any other sport that I know, I would say that it's close to rugby, Yeah, I think. In a lot of ways. It has some, some things yeah. that are similar. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And yeah, another thing. another thing that I love about South Africa, and then we'll talk about the MMA, which I got you on the podcast to talk about, is I love the dance moves in South Africa. You guys have had a cultural TikTok ticking <laughs> over the world. Isn't that a big popular thing? Talk about some of these dance moves that I've seen. Like you guys have a whole movement over the last couple of really, really the last decade, really, or since the World Cup, honestly, uh, the, the World Cup they had in South Africa uh, a long time ago. <laughs> um, you're, you yeah. haven't had a huge dance movement. Talk about that. <laughs> so the entire African continent once again, right? Just like the rhythm just always shows itself. But I think South Africa really, like over the last few years, really put dancing on the map and actually doing a dance that will go global. Like that just became South Africa's main thing, you know, type of thing. Like it's just like easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say for them because I'm not really part of the, the population that can dance, you know? <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I love you it. Know, I, I kind of let my people down there, but you know, it's okay. I'm the same way. <laughs> I ain't one, uh, where I'm from, we, we have this thing called club music. I'll send you some of the music so you can listen to it and see it. There's a lot of crazy, really interesting dance moves that I can do like two or three of them. But overall, I, yeah. I don't have a repertoire that I, that would be appropriate to to to, to pull off in a, any type of dance battle. <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm 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 one of those people who just I, I can dance when I'm sitting. Like I got rhythm and I can just move when I'm sitting. But like if you get me to stand up, yeah, nah, it's not gonna go well. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, let's talk about MMA. We had uh, Israel Adesanya uh, fighting. Um, you are actually an expert in MMA combat sports. Talk about the lead up to this match and why, why was this a big deal and um, why should, you know, why was his victory a big deal as well? Um, okay, first of all, I don't really consider myself an expert, but you know what, if you say it, I'm going to say it. <laughs> you know what it means. Win, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, it's just one of those things where, you know, this is a big fight, big fight, massive, 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 because, you know, like, it feels like Alex Pereira in a huge way was, you know, Israel Adesanya's, like, Achilles heel. Like, Israel Adesanya gets through everything so seamlessly, easily. He just, you know, he just blossed into the entire division and all of that. And here comes this blast from the past called Alex Pereira. And so everyone's just like, okay, like, already Israel... Israel's kickboxing history got tainted because of, of Alex, right? Mm-hmm. And in a huge way, and I think you could actually say that Israel actually left kickboxing because of Alex, right? Mm-hmm. Moved over to MMA, started dominating. Guess what? 
This man follows him <laughs> to mm-hmm. MMA, right? Mm-hmm. And before you know it, he's already challenging for the title. Obviously, we're all like, okay, cool. Yeah, you beat him in kickboxing twice, whatever. Bad, bad, bad. But it's not going to happen again. It's not going to happen again. This is MMA. This is a whole different game. Yeah. He gets to MMA literally like in the closing minutes of the round. Like in the closing seconds of the round, rather, sorry. He, he, he just finishes him like straight up TKO. And we were all like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so we were all shocked. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so heading into this fight, heading into this fight, Israel was the betting um, favorite in terms of like, you know, like a lot of people like, you know, yeah, they were like leaning towards him and all of that. But it's also like one of those things where I think there was a bit of doubt, right? Um, and a friend of mine and I were having a conversation this morning, right? Like right before the fight started, because he had was in the morning, mm-hmm. where basically <laughs> my friend was just like, ah, I'm not sure. It feels like he's being a bit delusional, talking about Israel, that is, right? And we were talking about like how he needs to be kind of delusional, though, so that he can actually achieve the goal, because he's already like down one, right, in MMA. Yeah. But if we're looking at across like different sports and all of that, he's down three against this one guy. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, how do you come back from like, uh, like b- basically where you are losing three against this guy? You mm-hmm. know, like how do you come back from that? It's like, this is the, the fourth time that they're meeting. You have zero wins to yourself. Like, oh, yeah. right. It was just bad. Like, but we're all like, you know what, Israel, you can do it for us, bro. <laughs> Especially because we want UFC Africa to happen. And we feel like having a champion on our side will really, really increase those chances. Hey, yeah. so anyway, the fight happened. Um, first round, cool, cool, cool. You know, like when I was watching, I'm thinking, okay, this fight's going to like take its time. Maybe it's going to heat up in the fourth or fifth round. You know, the, those are the championship rounds. Cool, cool. I'm thinking that that's when it's going to heat up. Literally in the second round, like <laughs> that's when the finish came. That's yeah. when the finish came. And Israel knocked him out mm-hmm. straight up. Not even a TKO where the referee had to intervene. Alex was out cold. And I feel like even though now that changes it to 3-1, Still in Alex's favor, right? It's just one of those things where that one, though, that Israel does have yeah. is a dominant one, hey? Because it was a clean finish. Yeah. Clean, clean, clean. Wow. So, well, talk to me a little bit about UFC fight. Africa because you're saying that there's a big push for that. Educate us for people who aren't aware because obviously Africa's really been dominating in almost every weight class. So educate us. What, what is the push for UFC Africa? Talk to me about that. Oh, you know, you know, you know what really sucks? You know how like when artists are like announcing and they're like, okay, I'm going on a world tour and all of that. Us here on the African continent, almost always, we know that we are not included. We know. Really? We know it. What? Right? <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Like, it's very rare for like artists to actually include us in a world tour mm-hmm. or for them to actually be like, okay, I'm coming through to the African continent for some sort of, you know, concert or whatever. Yeah. So it's just kind of one of those things where even in sports, we kind of feel a bit left out. So... Specifically with like the UFC, they've had events on every other continent except like Antarctica, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> except Antarctica and Africa. Literally, it's just wow. us who haven't gotten a taste of UFC. And so it's just like, you know, I feel like we've kind of proven that we can host like some major combat sports. We've proven it, you know, we, we've had like some major boxing events here. Yeah. And, you know, some of the best fighters have come out of this continent. And so it's just one of those things where we feel like it's our time. Like, come through. It would have been nice when it was, like, sometime last year or the year before when we had the three African kings, right? We had um, Israel Adesanya as the middleweight champion. We had uh, Kamaru Usman as the welterweight champion. And we had uh, Francis Ngannou as the, as the heavyweight champion. 
So Francis is from Senegal and then Kamaru and Israel are both from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we were like, you know what? Now we have the three African kings come through, guys. But it never really came to fruition. Which and is so, crazy. Yeah, we're going to keep pushing for it. Yeah. We're going to keep pushing for it. We, we, we want them to come through. And right now it seems like, you know, it is going to happen. But obviously they've been saying that it is going to happen. So we're like, eh, okay. We got, it's kind of like one of those things where we got to see it to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Yeah. That's, and I saw someone actually on Twitter today talking about like um, I keep seeing these UFC Africa things and it's getting annoying. And I was like, you better get used to it because we're not going to stop. <laughs> we're not going to stop. It's not fair. We want it. We want them to come through. Yeah. Like we also want to see an event live. You no know, question about it. I, I feel the same. I kind of feel like South Africa in a way because being from Baltimore, um, DC, Washington DC is just south of us, about forty minutes. <laughs> and what happens is because DC is yeah. considered like the because it's the nation's capital, the president lives there. It's all fancy and all that. What happens is yeah. some artists, not all of them, but they'll just skip right over Baltimore and go to DC. I'm like, yo, I know we're we're, we're within the 45 minute drive, but it's disrespectful. You got a whole nother city of damn near, you know, hundred, uh, you know, the metro yeah. Baltimore metropolitan area is, is is several million. So you hop right over us, go to right to DC, just because it's a nicer city in in a lot of ways. So it pisses yeah. me off a lot. I get what you're saying all the time. I and and I actually have a list. I'll keep it in my mind when, when an artist skips Baltimore. I, I'll um like put it on my list. Like <laughs> oh you piece, you're like you bastard. You know what I mean. Is this like Jericho's list now? What is this? Like what list are you talking about? Well, it's, now? A list of, it's a list of of, of disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> because we're like a blue collar okay, town. You. We're like a hardworking blue collar town and we're known for being, you know, industrial city, but we've changed a lot and uh, primarily a black city as well. Baltimore is almost like 67, almost, almost, almost 70% black almost. Um, and so, yeah. So it pisses us off when people switch us and it's like, yo, we have money too. We may not have as much money as DC as a whole, but we, <laughs> we got money and, and we're very rapid sports town so i I feel you on that well yeah yeah, this conversation has been good only other thing before we finish up i was going to ask you what do you think about cody rhodes taking that out we me and you talked about it on a couple text messages but do you think he gets the title at SummerSlam? uh i i definitely do see it happening i know a lot of people felt like it was a dead end for him to just lose but I really feel like he can come back. And I feel like even though right now it hurts that he didn't win and yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like when, when he does eventually win it, it's going to be so glorious. It is going to be so big and we are all going to rejoice, especially as a black community, because you know, he's one of us, you know, he's one of us. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll say he, he's adjacent to us. How about that? <laughs> he's adjacent <laughs> to us um, via his, his wonderful wife and beautiful child. So um, yeah, I, I don't, yeah. I don't believe this is my thing. I don't believe in it. When people say invite someone to a cookout, absolutely not. No one's, uh, no one has the right to invite it. It's because you do something cool with black people. Don't make you, don't make you invited to the cookout. Cody, you can hang out with us. Yeah. You can definitely hang out with us, bro. But uh in an invitation but to, not a, to cook up. Yeah, nah, bro. We can hang out though. We can we could play ball, shoot pool, maybe go bowling, <laughs> you know. But uh Cody just seems like a good guy. He seems like a definitely a good a good gentleman. So man, Chi Chi, it was yeah. so nice to have you on. You have such an effervescent spirit. You are so talented, and I'm excited to hear what you do. And and guys, she's gonna be back on a lot. 
because um, we always try to break in new talent. And get, yeah, yes. Yeah, so we want to support her as much as we can, give her a place to give her perspective because combat sports is extremely important and um, it's taken, it's now that WWE is literally part of the combat sports world, she's going to be extremely valuable and no doubt you're going to see her do some wonderful things over the next couple of months and she's going to be a world-class broadcaster um, very soon. So you guys need to enjoy her. Where can they find and support you? Uh, you guys can find me on all social media platforms. Uh, probably it's best to find me on Instagram and or Twitter at Chinyereokafu underscore. That's at C-H-I-N-Y-E-R-E-O-K-A-F-O-R underscore. And yeah, so it's just one of those things. Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for having me on R3. I really appreciate you. I really, really do. Hey, you have man. no idea how much I needed you to come into my life at this point because yeah. <laughs> hey, we're just trying to put out good vibes in the world and you have a great spirit and, and we know that this relationship will be strong and, and we're excited to have you as an addition to the WWB family. So folks, what you're going to be able to do is I'm going to put in the notes where you can find a supporter. So it'll be a link directly inside of the notes so you can click the link and follow her and support her, get her social media up. Another thing that you guys can do is follow us at the WWB podcast underscore on Instagram. And um, yeah, folks, I'm also going to put on the Spotify portion. I'm going to have polls running every time I post out a post a podcast just to get your feedback. So make sure that you are responding to the poll questions on Spotify. It literally will pop up on your device and you can answer any questions. It'll be just seeing what your vibes are on the episode. So, folks. Thanks for coming on the WWB Podcast. And Chi-Chi, I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Folks, we are out.